Hey guys, you're listening to the Forestry Project Podcast with me, your host, Jace McCauley. We are the source for how to better manage your land and achieve forest legacy reimagined. So let's get into the show, and I hope you all enjoy it. Alright, and with that, welcome to episode 7 of the Forestry Project Podcast. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm trying out some new stuff. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, the website, first off, thank you very much for supporting us. And I hope you don't notice much of a difference. I would love your feedback. But if you watch our YouTube video, you'll actually see that I'm out in the woods and I'm trying out a new setup. So I want to get to where I can do a mobile podcast and really go anywhere and not have to rely on being connected to power and lugging a bunch of heavy equipment. So we're trying to different things and uh, I hope it works out. And if not, I, I love your feedback and we'll go from there as, as far as trying to improve it. But today's episode, I want to talk about why you should get involved with other landowners. And this is kind of coming from our recent, well, this past weekend, I attended the Alabama Forest Owners Association's 42nd annual landowner meeting and it was a it was a great time the actually i got to set up a booth with the first three projects so anyone that was there and stopped by thank you so much there was there was one person in particular that really stood out to me they they came up and they had already known about the podcast before coming and talking at the table and that that had to be the highlight of the weekend, but that was also the first time that someone had recognized the forestry project without me kind of having to to explain it ahead of time. So that was that was I felt a lot of gratification from that. So if you're listening, thank you for for coming up and talking to me. That was that was incredible. Also, I got to meet with a bunch of amazing landowners, a bunch of amazing professionals, made a lot of good contacts, and, and I hope to get some on the podcast and then some videos in the future. But that's one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about with getting out and involved with landowner organizations. There's so many of them in Alabama and other states most of your counties have a forestry planning committee that you can get involved in and you'll see different landowners, you'll see different professionals from everywhere, consultants, state. So in doing that, what are some of the benefits that landowners get from being involved in these groups? And first, they make you aware of different resources in your area. So uh, I wanna talk about a, a few of the presentations that I went and listened to at the AFOA conference while I was there. A lot of the time I was standing at the table, but I did get to go and sit in a few presentations and I was listening to one about prescribed burning and there's an organization getting together that is working to help smaller landowners burn. So if you're, in the central Alabama area. The Central Alabama Prescribed Burn Association is starting up with that and I'm excited to see where that goes. I also got to talk with 
one of the people that worked down at the Dixon Center when I was down there for practicum, and he's taken over a lot of teaching the mapping and everything down there, and he was talking about mapping resources for landowners, and I hope to go back and make another video on that because he brought up some very cool topics, some cool resources. I actually did not realize that Google Earth Pro, which is not a true GIS interface, but it's getting a lot better than just going on and doing the Google Earth that I showed you in my How to Understand Maps video. So I hope to go back and be able to cover that because I think that's a very good resource for landowners. But you're able to get to those events and you can meet different landowners, but you can also meet professionals and you can learn about mapping. You can learn about prescribed burn. Thinking back about the exhibits that were there, there was everything from a paint company, Nelson's Paint, that makes boundary marking. They, they do a lot of other paint, but I'm eager to, to get involved with them in their boundary marking, and I'm hoping to, around the edge of our property that I'm on right now, go in, get it surveyed, and put some boundary paint out. It was actually very interesting. We were talking, because our booths were next to each other, and Recently, I'd seen where purple paint can be used as a no trespassing sign, or I guess in lieu of a no trespassing sign, to where if you have a vertical mark on a tree, and I, I can't remember, you have to have it a, a certain distance up the tree and it has to be so long, but if you have that, that signifies no trespassing. It's the same as putting up a no trespassing sign, which was very interesting because we actually looked it up and it passed a couple years ago, but it's never went mainstream yet. So you're able to go and you're able to meet and you're able to learn new stuff. I, I learned stuff. I learned a lot over the weekend. And, I, you know, I especially wanted to to get on here and discuss why you should get into it. So we've talked about, you know, getting to, to learn new stuff, getting to meet with professionals. It also gives you a network of landowners. Landowners that have an interest in forests, forest management, it may be industrial, it may not. But what you can start to look at is Talk to these people and see what they're doing. See what other people have messed up on. That's always been a big component of what I do is I want to showcase the failures that I do with the forestry project out on my property because I think they're the most useful. Yes, you know, a, a good management activity that does a lot of good for your land is most certainly needed and I always advocate for you to try to make your land better, but I want us to be learning. And as part of learning, you are going to make mistakes, and that is fine. That It would worry me if someone said, oh, oh I've never made a mistake managing their land. 
because either they don't have the understanding that doing nothing may be the mistake, or maybe they don't understand enough about the, the site, the ecology, to realize what they're doing. And both of those I want us to be learning. So you can learn from other people, and you can learn from people who may have a lot more experience on their land than you do. You can also find people with similar interests and create groups where you are actively working together, sharing ideas, ideas, sharing feedback from what you've seen on your property to reach those similar goals. So networking with these landowners can be very beneficial. And that's, you know, we've discussed it in previous episodes of the podcast, and, and I've talked a little bit about it in the videos. In episode four with Dr. Maggard, we talked about the benefits of landowner organizations, the benefits of even just getting involved with your local planning committee or your local you know, extension office. There's so many great resources out there for landowners nowadays that we can almost always be able to find something that you're, that you're interested in and that will help you as a landowner. And, you know, also to that, that's where the forestry project comes into play. So, you know, I want to build this to a community where I'm showing you what I'm doing out on my property. But also, I would love to get landowners in the comments talking about what they're doing, land managers talking about what they're doing, what they're seeing, their experiences, um, the best way to go about doing stuff. Because that's where we really start growing. You know, if I have just me, myself, and I own a piece of property and I don't have access to any other information, I'm just relying on the limited knowledge that I may have. And even if you have a background in forestry, I've spent the last three to four years of my life, I'll say, because I hesitate to count the first couple of years of undergrad. That's a lot of the just basic courses. But I've spent that a lot trying to learn about forestry. However, I could also go and, like I was just saying, talk to, to landowners and professionals that have 20 years of experience. And book knowledge is great. And, you know, without some sort of a base, it'll be a lot more difficult to learn. However, you're going to learn best by getting out in the woods and doing it. So if you're able to talk to landowners who have done that and they can say, you know, well, this worked really good, but I would change this specific thing on the next one and it would be better. That could save you years of managing your own property. Plus, you know, I read about landowners on Facebook and, and they'll be asking questions. And it'll be something of, you know, well, I'm thinking about doing this, and what do y'all think? Which is great. That is the first step. You're able to start getting what other landowners are doing, but also 
you know, I do want to say take some of that with a grain of salt because you are talking to people that may not know much about what they're doing, what they're saying. And, you know, anytime you're on the internet, Facebook, any of that kind of stuff, always be critical of it. I've, I've said be critical of the forestry project because I don't know everything and, and no one does. So when you're getting that advice, make sure that you are looking, is it a reputable source? Did they have experience with it? Or are they just going off of what, you know, their, their buddy had happen on their property? Because the thing with forestry, forestry is great, forest management is great. But you have to really plan it out, and that's where I'm a, I'm a big advocate for a written management plan. Forests take time, and if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, it was all about that. But make sure to think stuff through when you're getting out on your property and you're starting to manage it. Don't just haphazardly run and start doing stuff. Because if I cut the trees on my forest, or on my land, I could get to where I want to go, but as I've also discussed in previous episodes of the podcast, it would also explode in Chinese privet and a bunch of invasives that I don't want. Now, that could potentially be the best way to control it, and I, I am considering that because you could get a little bit more non-selective herbicide and not worry about it messing with desirable trees. So that would be a, a potential way to do that. And if you plan that, that is terrific. But if you just cut it and expect, you know, oh, you know, I'll, just, I'll cut it and replant it, that may not work out quite like that. I, I was actually talking to, to someone over the weekend, and we were, we were talking about a landowner that he had heard of, he hadn't really necessarily worked with, but someone had cut the timber and said that that forester would come back and replant. So the landowner was doing everything himself. He had reached out and, and got the, the timber cut himself. And then he had actually ordered his seedlings himself, but he hadn't actually talked to the consulting forester to make sure that the consultant knew about the planting. He had just talked to the timber buyer that said, yeah, he had talked to the consultant and the consultant would come out and plant it. So when he got the seedlings in from when he ordered them, there was no one there to plant. And he was getting late enough into the year that even if he did plant them, I didn't, I didn't hear the rest of the story, but even if he did plant them, there probably wasn't great survivability. And that just goes into, you know, doing stuff yourself is great, but man, the power of talking to other people, even a small group, it, it doesn't have to be thousands of landowners. You can have 10 landowners and learn a lot from them. Because, say each of you have been managing your land for five years, you can either have five years of experience by yourself, 
or if you have 10 landowners doing that, you can have 50 years of experience combined. So, you know, there, there's power in numbers. And I was saying in one of the episodes, actually I think it was the episode with Dr. Maggard, that nothing we do on the landscape is something new. Everything, most everything we do has been done before. And there's ways that we can learn from that to improve what we do and make it faster, better, more efficient, cheaper, so many different things. So definitely, you know, go out and get involved with landowner organizations. There's a lot of different ones you can get involved with. So just look in your area to figure that out. But I encourage you, please go out and get in, involved go to meetings, go attend stuff in person. That's, you're always able to, to meet people and I find it's easiest to build relationships by meeting in person rather than just online. I was able to meet with a lot of great landowners over the weekend, had a, a lot of enjoyable conversations and uh, I hope from that that some of them are interested in the forestry project check out our content and look at everything and see if there's something in there that interests them or on the same line of that if there's something you want to know about i encourage you please go to the the comments on our videos go to instagram facebook shoot me a, a dm comment on a post i'm constantly checking all of that so i, I will see it or you can go to the website and you can either submit a comment um, down at the, at the bottom of each of our pages. There is a comment box that you can submit your comments. Or you can email us at info at forestryimagined.com. I've got all the, the information for our contact info at the bottom of the page. But I read all those comments and... I actively try to put that into the planning process for what we do. You know, sometimes it may take a few weeks because I, I try to I try to have planned out a few weeks ahead on content. But it was actually very exciting. I got a comment the other day on one of the YouTube videos that it was how do we know is is there something we can look at to know when to thin when to clear cut if those are options and I'm very excited about that comment because I'm I'm planning a lot of the content for May is going to be heavily focused on that and there is ways that you can tell when your land needs to be thinned or clear cut and you know in a, in a little bit of the videos I've discussed spacing and how those how spacing of your trees come into play and they'll compete and in some of the videos I've tried to showcase it's really hard to see on the camera just how dense the forest is here but there's a lot of dead trees on the ground and, and decaying trees and there's some still standing but are, are dead and you know that's one of the easiest ways you can tell is just are you getting mortality but in those videos, I hope to go through and showcase how to inventory your timber, 
Also, how to use an increment burr to see the age of your trees and looking at the growth rings, because that's what you account for age. You can tell you know, how close, how far apart they are, how fast the tree is going, growing, and at what points it experienced stress. Now, that may be you know, drought stress. Um, you can sometimes see fire scars in that, and that could be a form of stress. But also, most of the time, it's also going to be competition. So you'll see the early growth rings really wide, and, and then at, at a certain point, they'll start narrowing. And that's partly the, the tree itself is just slowing its growth. But also, you start getting canopy closure, and they start out competing each other. So I want to showcase how to do that. Also talk about the different stands that you can consider. So, you know, even if you're at a certain stocking level, and I want to get into stand and stock densities, but depending on what you want, if you want a forest that is very open, has a lot of grassland, like a savanna, like I'm hoping to do in some of, some of my property, you're going to have a lot less trees to the acre. So even if your trees are further apart, you still may need to thin. So I want to get into that and discuss where you want to be on that. So I hope a lot of the, the May content is very helpful for that comment. But I just want everyone to know that I do read those and I try to plan them into what I do as much as I can. Actually, it makes my job easier. As a, a full-time master student, sometimes it, it's hard to balance between getting videos, getting content out, and making sure, you know, the thesis is still being worked on. And sometimes I have to prioritize the thesis and my research and getting all of that done because that is my primary job and obligation. But at the same time, I am committed to landowners and helping them improve their forest land with the forestry project. So sometimes I may be a, a little bit late to a post or a little bit late to a comment. And for that, I do sincerely apologize. But just know right now, I am, I am seeing it and I will get back to you. But thank you so much for all your support. This, I was actually thinking about it the other day and the past two months have just been incredible. It's honestly, it's been surreal to watch how much God has blessed me and blessed the forestry project and what the forestry project has been able to do. Two months ago, uh, two months and a few days ago, we started basically everything. We had a couple of podcasts out at that point that I've been playing with, but really, you know, the, the mainstream start was early February. And to go from that to where we are today, I am grateful and humbled by what, what I've able, been able to see with the forestry project and how it has progressed. And I just can't wait to see what it has in store. Um, I have a bunch of great ideas that I hope to be able to accomplish with the forestry project and some goals I want to get to. 
So with that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, both if you really love us. Hop over on to YouTube if you're listening to this and leave us a comment on the YouTube video on what you think about the audio. I'm, I'm curious to get everyone's opinion on that. I've, I've kind of turned into a little bit of a, a geek on getting the audio just where I want it. I'm very excited about audio right now. So if you don't like it, you're just giving me a reason to actually justify checking out new microphones and stuff. So I'm always open to new ideas and I'm always looking at ways to improve the forestry project and figure out how to make it the best that I can. If you're not following us on social media, I encourage you to. We're putting out a lot of a lot of content, trying to keep everyone up to date with what the forestry project's doing. If you want to stay up to date with the forestry project, we have on our website, on the homepage, it is the Forester's Gazette. It's a email newsletter that we send out once a month. So when you first sign up, you'll get a, a little confirmation email just thanking you for subscribing. And then on either the second, third, or fourth of each month, depending on, we try to do it the second, but if that falls on a weekend, we'll do it on the next business day. And it's just kind of a, hey, here's our latest content that we've been putting out. And then this is kind of the progress of the, the forestry project. I've been very excited to, to watch the growth of it. And I want to share that with everyone and share just how incredible of an experience this is. So if you want to keep up to date with the forestry project and you haven't, I encourage you to go subscribe to that e-newsletter. Like I said, it's once a month and we don't send a bunch of you know, spam email you'll get one email a month and that's typically it other than when you first sign up and you'll get that little just little email note from me so with that guys thank you so much for your support thank you for listening and i'm excited to see where the forestry project goes so with that guys i hope you all have a, a wonderful day happy management and god bless Thank